This is Aussies on NBA, Australia's number one NBA podcast. With the NBA Oracle, Sneaky Pete from the Dark Web, and the natural Matty LeBron. Yes, welcome to Aussies on NBA. We're joined by the NBA Oracle and Sneaky Pete from the Dark Web, and we're going to be talking about NBA with the Aussie perspective. And I'm lucky enough to be joined in studio by Sneaky Pete from the Dark Web. Present. And via Skype with the NBA Oracle. Are you there, Oracle? Gentlemen. Oh. I half thought, Sneak, that the Oracle was going to have some technical difficulties tonight. Well, you oh, can tell by the really? pause there that he was kind of, you know, he was, he was flinching. Com- so contemplating, not answering? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oracle. Well. Big... Big day in the NBA, Oracle, and a big my week in the NBA. My goodness, I was um, I was out having a meeting today, and I'm sitting there with this guy, and he knows I like the NBA, and he said, "Did you hear about Joel Embiid today?" And that's how I found out. Um, should we start there, man? I bet you you thought he handed in a trade request. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> My goodness, what a performance. Did any of you boys uh, catch it today? I caught most of it. It was, uh, oh yeah, it was one for the ages. You know, he's done, it's it's been a good week for Jojo, for Mm. sure. He uh, towed up uh, Joker not too long ago. And um, it's funny about today, he was walking out and he even made a joke a bit of Wemby. He walked past past him and kind of, Put his eyes up him and kind of laughed a little bit about how tall he was. This, you know, what made it good today? It was premeditated. It was a premeditated murder. Mm. He want he wanted, and I felt sorry. Hopefully, the kid can you know come back from this. But Embiid's solidified. If if when when Yama turns out to be the best thing going around, like the most, everyone's get. Everyone's going to talk about the Embiid game on him in his yeah, in yeah. his first year. He's, he, if he doesn't win a title, Embiid, he might not. Who knows? But that's something for the resume. Yeah. And like, if you're Embiid, you want after he retires, Wembenyama to go on the great thing, so he could say, "Yeah, on his rookie year, I said I was going to tally him up." Yeah, <laughs> and I did. It, it actually reminded me of a um, of a recent event uh, where I was playing. Dodgeball on the trampoline with Ethan. Intense games. It was intense. And I tailed him up as well and put a little cherry on top with the last throw, which happened to hit the bullseye and knock him out of commission for probably a good 10 to 15 minutes. Have you noticed, Oracle, that um, Matt's been dominating this poor kid at sports, like... He's, he's squashing them all in at the same time because this kid's getting bigger than him, and like within one year, I tell you, Ethan's going to dominate. You know, so one year. I reckon the oh, guy. No, he, wait, mate, no, he, like, watch these teenage boys. He eat. I've seen the kid eat. Yeah, he can eat. So I guess what what I a little story I'd try to paint there is, I wonder if Wemby's going to come back um, when. In, so he's a rookie now. When Embiid's on that last contract, yeah. oh, he'll he's, remember. He's, he's 36 or if something like that. If he's worth his salt, yeah. when Banyama's put that in the bank and yeah. gone, 
Okay, big guy. And, and we'll see you down the road a little bit. The thing is, I reckon when Embiid's sort of in those late 30s, he's probably going to be playing those um, DeAndre Jordan-type minutes. You think? Um, yeah. Yeah. You he, think Embiid's going to turn into DeAndre Jordan? He'll be playing that. He, he, he won't be able to guard anyone. He'll be too slow. He's too you big. listen to this oracle? <laughs> yeah, look... He, if he's going to make like hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, would he want to sit on the end of the bench for another 10? I don't know. Um, but boy, oh boy. I just feel like, aren't we just treated to some incredible performances from our teams, from the players on these teams? Like, it's got to be the best time ever, hasn't it? I'd say so. It's pretty good. Qual- this is in B since December 1st. Averaging 40.3. Is that taking wow. into account today? Yeah. Okay. 11.9 rebounds, 5.1 assists, shooting 57, 42, and 90% from the line. Mm. That Incredible. is crazy. He's better. How is he better than last year? And you know what's amazing about the league? Everyone's saying he's playing better than last year. And last year he got the MVP, and this year he's not assured. You know, no one's saying, oh, it's still up in Hang the on. air. No, no, no. Allah Abdul Nabi, you know, noted um, Sixers caller. Celtics he legend. He said that Embiid is running away with the MVP at the moment. Those numbers say that's the MVP. I think it's it's just yeah. unbelievable. A, a franchise record. And I like records. 70, yeah, he deserved it. I nice. reckon it's put him, probably put him in the Hall of Fame. Uh, already, and maybe if he gets a title, that's definitely retired jersey. Now, question for you, Pete. Yep. They keep on talking about like uh, Jokic is the you know the best passing big man of all time. They say that uh, Embiid is the best mid-range shooting big man of all you know of all time. Should we say he's the best mid-range shooter in the league? Is he that good? He's that I think good he at is. the moment. Forget he, about big man. He's just the best mid-range shooter in the league now. He, we always said he had an un, like, unplayable shot unless that mid-range that he does. They put the tallest guy in the league and he's got a highlight reel of him shooting over him. It's undefendable. Mm. It's, it's just undefendable. You can't defend it. And, in, you know, the likes, can you defend... Joker, yeah, maybe, but does Joker have a shot that is undefendable? Yeah, I, I reckon um, what's undefendable is when um, Jokic is rolling to the basket in crunch minutes in big games. He always seems to get a basket when it's needed. Um, but you can kind of collapse on that, and you can kind of double team that. The fade, the fadeaway MB from from mid range. Yeah. They had the tallest player in the league. He couldn't get yeah. anywhere near it. Yeah, Pete. But that's playing. Like, I have to sort of pour a little bit of cold water. Oh, here we on go. This. He hasn't even seen it. <laughs> pour, pour a little bit of cold water on this, and let's let's let Oracle um, okay. weigh in after. Okay. okay, he's running away with the MVP. So can I can I just. Let's just start by having a little look at the standings. Currently, San Antonio Spurs have won eight games this season. And they've got a rookie as their best player, as their number one. And they lost 
to the team that's coming third with the runaway, potentially runaway MVP. They lost by 10. See, this is what now, how? numbers don't count. Like, well, how's the seventy count? This is when the, the like what differences in count? the score. Yeah, okay. They were if you saw the game, yeah. they were at a canter the whole game. Okay. It wasn't even out of second gear. They're playing the worst team in the league. I'll just say this: who's got the number one? Who's got the number one prospect? He made it. It was premeditated yes. murder. Yeah, That's true. what made it fun. All right, I'm with you. And 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 Bead had to play. Um, to get his 70, to get the record. It was a nice record. little dessert after telling, after telling the, the yeah. Nuggets, another game where it never looked he, like losing. He scored... Well, they did, actually. No, He's, not really. He, he scored... He, never um, in doubt. He had to play almost 37 minutes to beat the worst team in the league. Oh, God. You didn't even watch the game. You're embarrassing yourself now. Okay. But what I'll say is this. He was going that, for the record, so he played yeah. longer minutes. Yeah. And then... But, see, Pete, what's happening is... Is this is the knock he on Embiid? He had to play the. You no. say he had to play a seven. No, you just said yeah. he had to play thirty-seven minutes to beat the the team. Got to get his seventy. Yeah, get, he was on fifty odd at halftime. Yeah, uh, three quarter time. Sorry. Yeah. So he, here's the knock. Then um, some people out there are saying that Embiid's playing additional minutes against the minnows of the association. Who's this? To jack can, up can, his average. Can, can we get a reference? Yeah. Or can we, that's okay. People. I've, Pe- got, I've got the people book of familiar, knowledge. People, people familiar with the matter. People yeah. familiar with Embiid's thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oracle, is there any, is there a shred of truth to Embiid potentially um, stat padding this year against the minnows of the league? I believe he, didn't he accuse... Another player of stat padding last year. Didn't Embiid do that? Anyway, that aside, look, if you had a chance to get 70, I reckon you go for it. Yeah. I don't care uh, about yeah. stat padding it's, it's on a, a day like this. But, but isn't he scoring like um, he scored 40s in the first and 50s quarter. against like Charlotte and teams like that as well? But Matt, he beat the Nuggets. <laughs> yeah, Just so, recently. Right, so I've... I've got a. I'm just scoring to... 41. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and to tell you the truth, he played really well. Oh yeah, he's been playing really, really well. I, I, he's been incredible. I, yeah. I think Matt. No, I wouldn't worry about it. That it was against San Antonio. No one will care about it in no. 20 years time. Like, who remembers who was on the team that Wilt Chamberlain scored 100 against? No one cares. He but just wants to be a doubt. He's, he sees the tide turning towards him. He sees the league nah. turning towards Embiid. And he had one se- season of glory and he wants to... Can't believe it's gone now. All the press is not about Joker. It's all about Embiid. He's, well, he's lonely. Put it this way. I think the Nuggets are happy to fly under the radar. That's fine. Um, Losing games? Mm, well, put it this way. They're only one win behind first place in the West. So, and the and West is known to be the harder um, conference this season. So, I wouldn't say that they're not doing that well. Um, they're blooding a bunch of young guys. I actually think they're not going too bad. Um, so, but I guess my sort of theory on it is, Embiid has been doing a lot of jump shooting, and he did it against Denver. And he, yeah, he got 41 points. And I'm just um, getting into the um, stats now, but his actual um, stats in the game, apart from the points scored, weren't actually that impressive. 
And I think that the game was won, to be fair, in the last quarter. 20 shots again, um, and Bede, and, shots. In the last quarter, and Bede came on and Jokic was on. I think the, games were, the game was either tied or within a couple of points. And Embiid came on and probably scored six or eight points almost straight. You know, like yeah, but that was the mate, uh, those minutes he was on Joker yeah, in yeah, the last yeah, and, and that's when they pulled away. And the Nuggets that's telling yeah, and the Nuggets fluffed it. And the Nuggets had a couple of turnovers, a couple of bad shots, and and Bede and led that team to because Tobias Harris to, was on in most of the game. Well, see, even Tobias, I think hit a big shot from memory then too. But but Embiid um, had a purple patch in that game where he was just amazing, was hitting everything. The Nuggets um, missed a couple of open shots, like um, Porter Jr. missed an open um, wing shot, sort of clunked it. There was another shot that was missed that was an open shot that was clunked. And the Nuggets tried to come back. They ended up losing by five, but uh, it, it wasn't – it was a, actually a pretty poor finish to, to the, what the team can normally do in the crunch time. So Embiid – Ended up with seven rebounds in that game, right? Compared to Jokic's nineteen, and you seven, lost seven to nineteen. Well, you guys were at home, like even in that game, Pete. The Nuggets were in the plane on the airport runway for five hours. Oh, yeah, it was how long? Hey, wait, Oracle waiting to how to defrost long? the engines. You know, we had a. Mate, if you're seven under four, over ten minutes, was was would you, would you say Oracle of how long it would take him to to mention that? So oh, stuck so, on the airport in but, your luxury luxury well, private jet. Well, they flying coach. What that, that? There's an extra five hours sitting there waiting, right? And five then hours, probably got some sleep for once. Well, yeah, you reckon? I don't know, but I think that put him. That was unlucky. And then um, here's the thing: Can Embiid hit all these fadeaway jump shots? When the game matters in the playoffs um, and he's got to do it multiple times, game after game after game to get through the Eastern Conference and then the, um, the finals. Why can't we have some good here? things in our lives, Oracle? He scores 70, yeah. and old well, Alexander Downer over there <laughs> wants, to, wants to put the old wet blanket on the whole thing. I'll tell you, I'll tell you <laughs> this, Lee. Can he do it in the it. finals? Come yeah. on, just enjoy the day. I will enjoy it, and You're I'll say this. You're 100% right, Pete. 100% right. Matty, can, can I just put some common sense in here? Yes. Of course. All right. Listen. Listen. When we're looking for, like, great players who can deliver in the country, say, like, a uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He had a go-to shot that was easy for him to do and he could always deliver. I think Embiid in his earlier career, would you agree, Pete, he had to sort of try and shoulder and force his way to get easy buckets, but it was very taxing on his body. He's now got a way that he can score consistently where it's not as severe in his fitness yeah. And I think that that kind of style means that he can deliver in the playoffs because yeah. he doesn't need to play as hard to score. I reckon that there's no doubt in my mind that he is the best um, mid-range shooting centre in the NBA regular season play, right? He's yet to do <laughs> yet, yet to do it in the playoffs, right? 
But yeah, it's pretty like, it, like, you know, there's that's the laziest thing about basketball journalism. They do two things. <laughs> they they do the, who's the greatest of all time, and the other article they write is can they do it in the playoffs? Like who the, he's on a he's a different beast. We don't know till we get there, but you're gonna get a thousand stories. But can he do it in the playoffs? Yeah. He just he, he did knows, it. He knows his bread and butter. He knows how to score on anybody. He's got a good coach now. I think it's going to be now. a lot too, Pete. About are the other guys going to step up around him? Yeah. You know, is so, Maxi still going to have it? In the playoffs, is Tobias going to be enough? Do they need to make one more move? Well, I think that's a bigger question so, now. So I've got a question on top of that, Pete, for you to answer. There's that, what Oracle just said. And I actually think he's in the best position from a team, unity, and everyone knowing their sure. role point of view that he's ever had in his career. They look like they like, actually like each other's company. Yep. They he, look like they're all on the same page. His self-confidence... Even the new guys. His self-confidence has to be the highest it's ever been in his career. He hasn't been injured in ages. He's, he's shooting the ball the best he ever has. He's, he's dominating. Uh, but so is Maxi. So he's yeah, got a whole pressure valve off him. The pressure's off. Or in saying that, the pressure's on come the finals because you play so good during the regular season, you get the MVP, then there's this pressure on your on your shoulders to like, okay, I've got to show everyone I can do it in the playoffs, right? But fair enough. But there will be pressure there, probably more pressure than he's had in a long time because of how well he's playing. But the ball is in his court now to deliver, you know? I and think the Celtics are under more pressure. I reckon they are too. Like, I reckon we're the, going to get on to them the, next the, week. The East, the East is going to be melt, melting down in the... In the in the playoffs, there's teams there's teams under pressure. Like Milwaukee's under pressure as well. It's a pressure cooker. Mm. It's expectations on three teams, and then it's what you want, and then you it's got what you want as a league, isn't it? Then mm. you got the sleepers. Like at the moment, like Cleveland is sleeping. So Miami, they're always going to be come come good. They've got a they've got a move to make too. Miami's coming six. And yeah, I, I know. And who's, crap who's, who's, they've been, <laughs> half the team's been on the hospital bed. Yeah, they haven't had a team. Yeah, and the Cavs have won eight in a row, and they're sixth. I but, think um, we I think we've seen peak Indiana. Well, let's see. They've got some some new blood. Yarkum there. just came in, Pete. Sorry. How about Siakam just coming in? Don't you think that? Well, I don't. Th- I don't. Siakam's not a one-size-fits-all kind of player. Yeah, but I don't... but Pete, look, look how long it took uh, the Clippers to get good with you know bringing in Harden and stuff like that. It took them like a month or whatever. Yeah. Um, give them a couple of weeks and see what happens. I'm a, Siakam's in the sneaky stable. He yeah. always has. Like I'm a, I'm a big fan. But, but the rest of the squad, I, I don't know. But I, I just like pour the cold water a little bit on Embiid's. Breakaway season, like the NBA ce- from coast to coast, celebrating what a great day it is to basketball. I, I, Thank I, you for being the, you know, the wise words, mate, the dampener, the yeah. old man on his rocking chair. I'm not dampening oh, things, but he cannot can do it in the finals. That's not just that; it's <laughs> and it's also like, like, did, were you disappointed with the his rebounding in that game or not, or is it just me? I don't. I don't care about rebounding. I don't care about the offensive rebounds. Just two wins. Half, half of those rebounds from um, from Joker in that game were were the were the stat padding ones, where it's it's three tip shots Catching in a row. He did it like four shot. times. Yeah. Okay. So he got about twelve rebounds on the same play. Yeah. He did. Didn't you watch it? He was getting offensive rebounds, but I never felt like we were going to lose. Well, he he had more defensive rebounds 
then Embiid had total rebounds. Look so. at the stats on the offensive rebounding from um, from Philly that game, and yeah, okay. and from uh, Nuggets. They Nuggets get... had sixteen total. Sixteen. <laughs> sixteen. Philly had five. Yeah, sixteen. Yeah, and half of them were the the double taps from okay. from Joker. Something to keep an eye on. But in saying that, I don't think like considering that um, the um, frozen plane fiasco, playing away from home, um, f- footing it with the 76ers all the way up to that last five minutes, and then dying in the ass in that last five minutes, and then B going off and and not missing um, for those for that probably two minute stretch where he probably hit six shots or five shots. I think um, I- I'm reasonably happy with that performance. Uh, I would have been um, less happy if. I was the 76ers and what happened to me in that scenario was what happened to the Celtics a couple of days later. Let's talk about that. Because that was probably the highest quality game I've seen in, in some time, except for the last two minutes. Yeah, the la- last four <laughs> minutes, I reckon. <laughs> How yeah. did it drop off? <laughs> the ball was going everywhere. Yeah. Tatum's trying to do circus shots. Like, yeah. I did. Yeah. It was a pretty poor two what? minutes from both sides. Where do, you, where do you want to start there, Oracle? Well, let's start with the beginning of the game. The oh. I think that, like Pete just said, high-quality game. We're talking about the Stars making shots, like Jamal Murray was on fire. Chris Sapp's poor Zingas was just electrifying, I thought. Was it four threes and, or what are you, what are you doing? Oh, he, he was, he three, was just three from, he rebounding, was five from five. scoring from everywhere. Five from five, was, three from three from three in the first and And also minutes. getting a lot of fouls uh, drawn as well. Just a great, great start. And remember I said to you before that Celtics are capable of just riding a player for a, you know one quarter and then another player steps up and we can ride them. And we saw that uh, in that game. And by the same token, my God, MB, uh, oh, MB, Jokic was just incredible again like his shots was it was just hitting all these fadeaways off one foot and um incredible passing it was just a joy to watch on both ends the defense was exceptional but the shot making on both sides Do it again here, breathtaking yeah it, i thought um Jokic truly wanted to win this game it was the first um game after his mate the the coach from the um, Warriors um, yes. had that heart attack and died. And I think he came out with, uh, wanting to win it for him or something like that. I don't know. Like, he really wanted it. It could also be that all the team knew he was a bit down and, and they put it a little bit extra in. In saying that, I think the although he was quite all right at the beginning and, and, and Murray looked after himself, yeah. I thought the whole – the rest of the squad looked shell-shocked. I think – they weren't used to the, um, the the activity and the intensity in the Celtics' yeah. defence. They were getting hands in everywhere, um, stepping in front of them. It was um, it, it did throw a lot of guys off. Like Porter Jr. got a, a shot blocked from behind um, from White there at one stage, and yeah. I thought it made him a little bit gun shy to shoot for the rest of the game. You know, like um, yeah. Both he and AG, I thought, could have done a little bit more um, in this game. Was it just that Matt, like, Gordon just can't overpower the guys on the Celtics and that left him a bit, you know, without a game plan? 
I I don't know because I I watched it twice and it it just seemed that for for one I thought the game plan was such that um, the Celtics wanted Jokic and Murray to beat them and were trying to take the other players out of it. They were right up okay. in Porter Jr.'s grill. They are all over AG, swamping him, double-teaming him. Um, every time AG tried to do something, someone was standing in front of him. Um, Jokic wasn't getting any easy passes to AG. They were blocking the lane. I kind of think there was a little bit of... Um, game planning involved in how poorly they played, but also frustration that Celtics were defending and playing harder than I think other teams had, you know, this season to date. Because there was a fair bit riding on this game. You know, you guys hadn't lost at home for 20 matches. The, yep. the guys wanted to do it for Jokic. There's, you know, arguably the two favourites, you know, to win the comp this year playing against each other. Um a fair bit riding on that game. And it was so yeah, close. Yeah, you're right, Maddie. You're right, Maddie. And the crowd were fully into it as well. Just had a ter- tremendous atmosphere. What did you think of the lineup versatility that the Celtics had, where we could play a double big lineup and still have a lot of open space and we could play small? What did you think of the different looks that they gave the Nuggets? Yeah, so are you talking about the, the Luke Cornett, Paul Zingas lineup? Yeah. That yeah, or, you know, Horford Cor- out there. Yeah, okay, Horford as well. How tall is Cornette, by the way? 7'2". Yeah, right. That is a big lineup with him and Porzingis out there. Um, one, one thing I noticed about Cornette and um, Pritchard was that, and I wasn't as impressed with Hauser, but Cornette and Pritchard seemed to have things going on where they were cutting, getting open, and you guys were doing things where the Nuggets were getting sucked into things and leaving players open um, to get easy baskets. And and I kind of felt like, you know, Pritchard got an open three there. Cornette got a, uh, an open drive to the um, basket quite easy. And I, and, I, and I think that they shouldn't have been letting them get the... The Nuggets shouldn't have been letting that happen. In saying that, it's not as if they went off or anything. Um yeah, the, the, I, I think the um, you guys having options comes from, you look at that lineup, Brown, White, Holiday and Tatum are almost all interchangeably switchable. Yeah. Um, and, and, and basically no one seems to be worse off when one of those guys gets switched on to someone. Porzingis is a different story, obviously, mm. but uh, Horford can do it sometimes as well. Who depending can? on the matchup, Horford. Yeah, true. Um, so yeah, I was impressed with them. I where this is where I wasn't impressed. Drew Holiday. I thought I don't. I didn't think he had that great a defensive game, and I didn't think he had that much of an offensive game. There's a, a a couple of plays there. Well, definitely one play at the end there where you guys really needed a basket and he, and he went and got it. Um, it, it might have been when you were having a bit of a lull. But did you notice that, um, like, if Murray's going off, why aren't they putting Drew Holiday on him to try and stop him? Murray had 35. I don't, I, think, I don't think that's enough anymore, Matt. When you've got to... A guy who's hot like that 
I don't think there's any one guy you can put on another player to stop him. But Celtics are really experimenting with a lot of defensive structures as well. I, I, I think you might have seen a little bit of zone from them. Yeah. And they play a kind of zone too where they have Drew Holiday as the center in that zone. And he's sort of marshalling everybody and he's covering for other players and stuff like that. So he brings a lot of intelligence to the defense as well. But he clearly had a very poor game, maybe his worst game of the season. Oh, really? Okay. Jalen Brown played terrible as well. Oh, it's shocking. Um, did, did and, you and it means that there is room for improvement there obviously. from us. Did you notice that, um, um, just, that Murray was actually getting multiple um, screens so, so he could switch over and get onto Tatum and then was taking Tatum on a lot, one-on-one? Um, I didn't actually see that, no. I, I think I would have seen it at least half, half a dozen times and it was mentioned in the um, Nuggets broadcast about how um, he, Murray's picking on Tatum. Is this towards the end of the game? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe it happened like that... three or four times in a row at one stage. Okay. Mm. No, I didn't see that. Look, I've seen Tatum when they were up against Shea Gilgis and the OKC Thunder, where Tatum really shut down Shea Gilgis when he was on fire. So, you know, I mean, look, Murray had one of those nights where he just couldn't miss. If you go out to him, he'll go past you. But if you lay off him for a second, he's shooting it in your face and scoring it, knocking it down every single time. You know, sometimes guys just get on a roll like that and there's nothing you can do, no matter who's on the other end. There, there was a I can't remember who it was, the, but the um, the sideline announcer for the um, the, the call because I think it was an ESPN game. I can't, but it was a, it was a fellow who was an ex player um, said that he doesn't see Murray as a superstar. Um, he sees him as like a borderline star. Um, so no, Kobe Bryant because because he doesn't do it every night. He doesn't do it against. Um, like the Spurs, you know. I think he said the Charlotte Hornets on a on a Wednesday night, or the or the Spurs, you know. And and then after and the game, get seventy. And then after, <laughs> yeah, and then after the game, he came out and saying, "I take back what I said. He is a star, you know, something like that." <laughs> and 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 it made me think, like that guy's just come off winning a championship where he was like, you know, probably yeah. the second best player in the championship, and. And he's not good enough for this, Blake, but that game is what did it for him. Yeah, did you that, see that, something look, in him? Of course. I mean, look, there's a lot of guys, Matt, that because Denver aren't one of those big, you know, from a huge city, you know, they get overlooked. And some of these commentators who are national guys, they watch, you know, the Lakers and they watch, you know, the big teams. And these small poor, market poor teams, bastards. you know, they, they just don't know. <laughs> Imagine but your job I, was watching the Lakers. <laughs> so, yeah. Oracle, it's it's unlikely that Jamal's going to make the um, All-Star this year. Uh, Hold on. Can I finish talking about the, the Celtics in this game before oh yeah, we okay. get to the All-Star? I've never heard you want to talk about a loss so much in your no, life. No, I was going to yeah, get well, on to... Um, you know, it was a great game, but just like... You know, when you were talking about the Sixers and the Nuggets, it did come down to the last couple of minutes, I think, where there was a few that was worrying signs. I wanted to ask you boys about what you thought about 
Tatum and how he finished off the game and <sighs> the Celtic strategies and stuff like that down the, the stretch. I think I, I saw two, as a as a rival for both teams. I saw two distinct ways teams can can get you. In you keep it close with the Celtics. And then pressure Tatum in the last four minutes because the guy's not looking for anyone else but himself. He's playing iso ball. He's trying to win it himself. So he leaves himself open by not trusting the people around him. That he's, and they've got great talent there, but he's just Tatum loves Tatum. Tatum ball. And with the Nuggets, I thought, you know, there's a bit... He has to improve his, his corner threes, AG. Oh, yeah. Because if there's this, if so, we can if people can leave him alone on defense and and pressure Joker a, a, a bit more and collapse and stunt Joker quite a bit and let AG shoot his twenty eight percent from three, I think that might be a way to get the Nuggets as well. You know what I wondered, yeah, Pete? I, Should AG work on a two point baseline shot? He's a great cutter, where, great alley oop guy. Yeah. Where he's like two meters in from the three point line, if they're going to leave him open, you know, like that's the worst shot in the NBA. Horace Grant, yeah, Horace, <laughs> Grant, the Horace Grant shot. So the analytics guy will hate yeah. you. I'm just saying, like, but, but remember when they played the Lakers and the Lakers did that to him for the first game, and then he got really active and he started cutting and he started yeah. posting up and everything, and then and the whole series changed. So it doesn't have to be just his shooting from outside. He's just got to get more active, I think. So, Oracle, the reason I mentioned um, Murray with the All-Star is because there was talk. Um, I was watching Kendrick Perkins and... Um, Did he a, have a hot take? No, hot what, take, yeah. What's, 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 he the, said? what's the coach's name that uh, Doc Rivers' son played for the... Oh, um, Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers. Austin. Perkins and so how does this see the Rivers family? Yeah, how do they get? The hell they get these yeah. gigs? Yeah, and then you've got um the, got the Zach, Zach Lowe. Cat, uh, Cat Williams said he's in the Illuminati. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so what they're saying? He got is, a haircut when he was younger. Some of the questions they put to these guys were, "What's the best duo out of um, Brown and Tatum and Murray and?" Um, Jokic. And both Kendrick Perkins and Rivers said Brown and Tatum. And Zach Lowe said Murray and Jokic. And then um, who's got the best home court advantage? And they um, Rivers and Perkins both said Celtics. Zach Lowe said Nuggets. It's looking over the whole um, NBA or just these two teams? These two teams. Who's the best one too? Yeah. And they said Brown and Tatum. And so stats don't match them. Match what they're saying. Well, exactly. You should have heard what they said. It's it's on YouTube, and then they're talking about how um, on ESPN how it's possible the Celtics are going to end up with three All Stars this year in Brown, Tatum, yeah. and White, and it's also possible. Even Porzingis is a chance. Even Porzingis is oh, a chance. Four. So it's actually possible the Celtics will end up with three All Stars. Four is a big call, but maybe, okay. And the Nuggets um, might have Murray miss out. And I'll tell you what, the league better be careful because Jamal Murray, with a chip on his shoulder, with something to prove, could be the best guard in the NBA. Better 
Better than Kobe. No. What, of all time? No, in the league this year. I don't think uh, he's got to have to... In the playoffs, in big games that count where he's got a chip on his shoulder, you better worry. I'm not really that worried just yet. Okay. I'll, I'll remember. Well, I'll remember. Yeah, send us a reminder to get worried Pete, if he misses out yeah. on all stars. Pete, do I have to bring up pork knuckles, mate? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you know you're getting serious. There's tension in the studio. Uh, so anyway, Oracle. I just thought it was funny that um, Celtics are sort of lining up to get um, all star spots, and and it's possible Murray might miss out. But I just wanted to say that I think um, I needed to see that from Murray. This year, yep. he's had a bit of a slow start. He's had a couple of injuries. Um, I'm not an all-star guy. Yeah, who cares? I don't even watch it. But, I don't even watch it either. It's good for the players because it helps their contracts and stuff like that. So yeah, I think the announcement's just, is it tomorrow or the next day for the starting lineup? It's oh, really? Soon. Yeah. Okay. But um, have you got any more th- thoughts on the game, Oracle? I've got one. I just wanted to say one, one thing. Mm. Is that I do believe that it was kind of as Pete said. I think he hit the nail on the head that you know we ran, we went through Tatum, and yeah. we always seem to do that, even when like Porzingis was on fire, and then we hardly went back to the guy. Yeah, uh, Derek White was unstoppable, but we didn't go to him either. We went to that one-on-one game with Tatum, and with Embiid, he's got well with Embiid, he's got that shot right. He's got that go-to move. I don't think Tatum's worked out what is his bread and butter on the offensive end yet. He doesn't know, should he post up? Should he do a two-pointer? Should he do a three? He doesn't quite know. If if he's able to sort of secede and go, all right, let Derek Wright run a play and involve Paul Zingas in that play like a pick and roll, and then maybe Tatum can come off that or something if if need to be, you know, we might look better, but... There's more to it than just saying it's a more effective play. Like Pete said, you know, Tatum's 25. He wants to be Kobe Bryant. He wants to be the guy that takes that big shot. I don't think he wants to give the ball what to do you think, Oracle? right now. What do you think? And you think it was a bit of, um, with Missoula, all eyes were on Tatum and a three yeah. wins it. Wouldn't you want to build a play and get a three-pointer or open three. Everyone's going to Tatum. Everyone thinks Tatum's going to get the ball. I thought it was a big opportunity to hit a brown we, or a white from three, win the game, ice it. The Celtics have so many options That's that what they I mean. can always get a good look. And, and if you're going to play like a one-on-one type of thing... And look, Tatum can generate easy looks for himself, but I still don't think he knows... What he should do. Five and seconds we to often go. End up Five with terrible go looking inbound, shots. and it ends up just being fade away. Fade off. Yeah, that's right. It's like, not good it's, enough. It, it was unimaginable. It's like here, do something, Jason. So, like, rather than bringing Pete, up a play and getting one of your great shooters, so, it's yeah, not but, like they don't have any shooters. Pete, Oracle. So what? I think yeah. the Celtics really have this year to get that stuff sorted, and because next year um, Brown kicks in his huge contract, we're going to lose players. This is when they're going to be their best team. And if Tatum, especially him, can say, you know what, let's do what's best for the team at the end of the game, I think we're a great chance of winning the title. But if he's still a bit like, you know, hey, it's my time now, uh, I think it's going to be a little bit tougher to win the championship. And some cracks might appear too. If you're Jalen Brown having quite a good season, I've been harsh on him, that like... 
I deserve some dollars on my contract as well. You know, I'm I'm getting paid big money. So how about I Most try a big, uh, like a big money shot? It's not like he's bad. It's like Pazingas. So you can't get Pazingas open. You can't run a. Sc- yeah, it's just here. Can, can you put it down dribble, to dribble, fade away? Can you, can you just put it down to that? Okay, it's such a new team. There's so many new important pieces here. They haven't quite worked out. I'm sorry. Everything. It's the same old play though. New pieces, but they're still Correct. the same old play. Going to, going to the Tatum in clutch. Correct. And if they can recognise, hey, we might be better off just going to KP now. We know he's going to get something. He's going to get fouled or he's going to get a good look down he's low. He's going to get a good look just because of his height in that situation. Someone might have to but foul him. Yeah, KP was, was well guarded in the paint and around the paint. I, I actually don't think that that was the move. I actually think the move... I think- was Derek White? He he had the hot yeah, hand. Yeah, Derek White. He was hitting the clutch plays. Yeah, he was hitting the clutch plays, and I and I thought um, Tatum's got to have some humility here and run yes. a screen, like run a a play where the Nuggets are like, oh, it's going to Tatum here, and some sneaky backdoor sort of play to White. Or it was whatever. like a whimper of a yep. shot to to yep. finish the game. Now, it was yep. just now, just, we're in agreement. We're yeah, in agreement. But but Oracle, can I just say this that we were talking about this. When you guys got unceremoniously bundled out of the Eastern Conference Finals, where time after time they couldn't get a shot in the clutch, and nothing's changed. Remember, Tatum's twenty-five, right? (laughs) So he still thinks he can be the man. Is he the man? He's got to. He's got to learn. He's got to learn the hard way. I hope he's learned his lesson already. We'll see. We'll, We'll look at this. In, in the game, look at his stats. He was one from eight from three. Derek White was five from 12. And what was what was um, Brown? Was he zero from 10 one, or something One from like nine. That? Yeah. So all Just up shooting, terrible. Derek White was nine from 18, and Tatum was nine from 24. Um, and the thing about Brown too, Matt, is he usually has hot starts. And if he doesn't start off hot, you know he's going to have a bad game. I could tell that. From the very beginning, I yeah. knew he wasn't going to be able to pull it together. So, like he's got to be able to have a different gear to go to or play a different way if his shot's not falling. He's strong enough to just take it down low, beat someone off the dribble, but you know he he just persists with taking these threes. You know he's he's got to wise up too. What about that time when you guys got maybe three or four offensive rebounds, and every I time it know. got kicked out. Just went for the three and missed, and then another. Every offer- time we went for the three, yeah, it, and I yeah. thought, oh, and it was deflating at the end that we got nothing yeah. out of it. It's like um, it it happens in um soccer um in in um, you watch the EPL, Pete, and there's a team that's attacking, 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 can't get a goal. You know, they they've yeah. got the ascendancy, and then somehow the team that's been defending that whole time gets a goal. And yeah. the counter. Yeah, counter. And that sort of reminds me what happened in that game there. It was deflating, Oracle, because you could see the crowd going up. Oh, another one. Oh, another one. They're just waiting yeah. for the Celtics to hear the shot. And then they just... Nothing. It's like with most sports, like our local game, Rugby League, you know in the first 10 minutes, if you've repelled them for three or four different sets, you know yeah. if you can grab one here, you go a long way to winning the yeah, game. Breaking their heart. Breaking their heart. So I just think that um, I was hoping that Drew Holiday coming into the team was going to change some of these team dynamics a bit and maybe 
talk some sense into Tatum with these end of game um, hero shots. However, it is possible that they're going to let him do it for another month or two. Well, look, and then it gets to the playoffs and like, mate, we can't do this anymore. You've been missing all year, yeah. you know? Well, well, here's the problem, though. The Celtics keep winning. Yeah. Like, that was their first home loss. Yeah. So we shouldn't to get too far over our skis. This isn't working, mate. And he says, oh, we've got the best record in the league. What are you talking about? You know? But you, you see it in him, don't you, Matt? Like, there's not many guys that can beat AG one-on-one the way he does. There was right? this move that he did, Oracle. I can't remember. I think it was um, uh, Christian Brown was marking him. And he just, like, he was leaning one way and then did a quick spin baseline. And then before you knew it, he's dunking it. And I was just thinking, wow, the explosiveness, the the care you got to take when you're guarding that guy, he was mm. just amazing going to the rim. But he only did it in the first quarter. And then yeah. towards the end of the he, game, he's just, did he get tired or what, what happened? Does maybe, he do that all the time? Maybe. Or? I mean, I mean like, his size, he's 6'10". He's 230, right? So he he is huge. And he's starting to use his muscle and everything now. Um, and he can beat players with quickness. I mean, he really has it all. If he has a night when he's shooting the ball well, like he is unguardable as well. Um, but yeah, he he's just got some he just got some jaw dropping plays uh, when he's right. Um but, but I you think know, he should do that a little bit more. I think he's got to work on that post game to get that maybe turnaround jump shot or something where he's got that up to like a fifty percent range, and um, then look out the league. You know, he's still twenty five. Don't forget. So he's the, still got to work the, it the out. The thing is, he had a lot of jaw dropping, brilliant plays, but he had some jaw dropping dud plays too. And as you said, he's twenty five. Um, but I just don't know um, if he sort of. Uh, doesn't do well in the playoffs this year and, and and doesn't get him through the East, questions will be asked. Big pressure. There's a the lot Celtics. of well, It's okay. win now as for Pete the Celtics. Said, as Pete said, there's so many teams with a lot riding on this season and Celtics are one. Someone has to, so, something has to break. So who, Can't all win. Who has the most riding on them in the East, Oracle? Because you've got three teams there. I think it's the Celtics because the 76ers have um, uh, max cap space opening a position so it has to be for the 76ers this year or next year they've got a window of about with that max cap uh salad cap uh, opening up oh yeah but this uh, year look, for the celtics they've gone all in they win now they're on a win now schedule i i say it's the Sixers because Embiid's not going to be better than this season this is that's what they said last season. that's what they said last year oracle i know but it's impossible he can't get better than what he's doing now <laughs> This Oracle, is peak Embiid, but right? Oracle, Embiid might be holding up a ninety sign next year, uh, um, playing against. <laughs> who, who's going to get the? Who's going to be the worst team in the league next year? I think he. I Pist, think Pistons again. Yeah, Pistons. I think Embiid. Like, who knows if he's going to win? All right, he could. He could not win a championship. It's quite easy that could happen. He could do his 
But he's also been terrible in the playoffs, Pete. He's got to have. I think he's. I think he's earned some people's respect. And playoffs have. Has he been fit in the playoffs? He remember the playoffs again. Remember the playoffs against the Heat. He had two broken hands and a broken face. Yeah, I know you keep (laughs) saying that one, but he's never made it to a conference finals. No, the year before, the the year before was was and the the year before that was the double bounce, the the the, the three bouncer against. uh, to Kawhi. me, to me, Pete, given the rise of Maxi, a satisfactory performance for the 76ers would be to make the Eastern Conference Finals. I think we not necessarily we- even win it. If they if they make it the Eastern Conference Finals and put up a good show, I think they'll be happy with that and think, hey, next year I'm we'll convinced be for we're it. stuck in the 1990s, um, like ideology ideology of uh basketball where there's the talent is so thick now like you can't say he's got to do this there's not enough teams to fit into that yeah the the but talent is unbelievable am, am i wrong though in saying that an eastern i'm saying that you can playoff... be great and be unlucky not not yeah. to not but, to make it because like of Giannis, the talent Giannis might be having his best season as well yeah. Exactly, and no one's talking MVP. about him. Yeah. No one's talking about him. You don't hear anything. Yeah, like it's all it's all Embiid, Joker, uh, Shea, Tatum, like Giannis. See, no one's really talking about the Bucks. It, see, look at the Bucks. Like the 76ers could run into the into the Bucks, and the Bucks get it right, and they get on fire. Yeah, <laughs> like how, what but- the hell? Like, and we lose. So then, Sneak, what's the chance of you guys getting into that um, first position so you can avoid um, the Celtics and Bucks? Oh, it's, it's almost impossible to knock off the Celtics from that. The, the Celtics are... No, so we're you, coming first in the East. That's sure. why, yeah. That's why home court, big thing going into this playoffs, more so than I've probably predicted for a, a long time. You got the height and Boston have got the the Boston at home this year who are just seem to be like they've lost the game by two points. Only game. I thought the 76ers crowd was pretty good. Yeah, the 76ers crowd are great when things are going great. Oh. <laughs> they had a great time tonight watching uh, Yeah. They were they were they were bull they were booing players like 76ers players taking shots. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, so you're saying how they got to ten? How they got with like uh, the Spurs got within ten? They were having a carnival out in '76s today. <laughs> it was carnival-like atmosphere. It was like, oh, let's do tricks. Look, um, we're getting close to wrapping it up here, Oracle, and we've talked about two games essentially, or three. Three. Yes. Yeah. Um, can we just do a quick wrap around the NBA, um, looking at this, the um, standings, Oracle, Pete? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to know what you thought of the trade that happened as well. Yeah, let's talk the trade. Well, you go first, Pete. Siakam to, to Indiana. That's what I want. I want Bruce Brown for $15 million for Marcus, Marcus yeah. Morris. Could you get it? I reckon yeah. that would be a... I like Marcus Morris this year. Um, he's shooting well. He's having good minutes, but the pedigree of uh, Bruce Brown—he's shown that for a contender, having him 
is a pretty handy thing to have. He showed at the Nuggets. So it, how, he was it was essential for you guys. Is anyone else putting their hand up for it? I think it's going to be a bidding war. I think he's worth a first round pick. I think it's Marcus Morris in the first round. We got one to give. I think the Knicks are after him, Matt. The um the Kings are after him. The Lakers are after him. Mate, everyone wants him. I'd like to be in the Bruce Brown business at the moment. Yeah. And the Alex Caruso business. <laughs> well, it's really um you um you Missouri or what's his name, Oracle? From um, the Raptors? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yujai Majiri? Uh, Masai Ujiri. Yeah, Masai Ujiri, yeah. It's it's really, um, he's got an opportunity to sell something where there's a lot of bidders, which is good for the Raptors. Do you think he knew that was going to be the case when he did the trade? He's a, isn't he a genius or something, Matt? Mm. Like he did that one trade of Kawhi and everyone said, oh, this guy's the best. And then since then he's made... Terrible move after terrible move. Yeah. Um, I don't letting think guys this was go a terrible and letting move. them go. No, this was a good move. Siakam, he got three picks and Bruce Brown. Yeah, they're all so he's going to get though. more picks? No. It, the, the, the picks are pretty bad. It, so there's but two three first rounders. in a weak draft. A first round is a first round. It is, but it's a weak draft this year. They reckon it's the weakest one in. Yeah, if Maxi went twenty-two. I don't believe. I don't believe the hype. Yeah. I don't believe well, the hype around. They, they don't know. You do your best we'll to see. pick, but you know the play the volume the, game. Um, Pete Pacers didn't need it. Two more young guys coming into their team. Yeah, um, but I think we and, we passed peak Siakam. I don't think Siakam's. Um, oh, yeah, oh, I got a much more can, of a ceiling. Can I tell you one stat, Pete, that blew my mind when I heard it? Go on. It was that. Siakam is the number one scorer in the fast break this season. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that. And he's gone now to the team With the that best run passer. more <laughs> sorry, not, Yeah, run more fast breaks than any other team. It could be a perfect match. Right? He brings a bit more size to them as well, where they're a bit more lacking there. I, I think it's a great pickup for those guys. I, I think the pace is are going to be far more formidable this season because of this. So then looking at the Eastern Conference, the Pacers are currently in seventh position with 24 wins and 19 losses, same as the Miami Heat, um, who are in six. And like, okay, they lost two in a row. They've, they've had a little squad change. I've got a feeling, though, that, um, like I know, Pete, you're saying, oh, we've seen the best of them. I think we've seen the best of them for another couple of weeks, but I think we'll see better... With, with yeah, I'm still dirty about the Tyrese Halliburton. I was like, I was lighting candles for the guy. Yeah, you were actually. I saw a <laughs> yeah. tear in your eye. And so, look, I think they're on the move. The I, loved is, so, I loved him. I loved him. And so the New York Knicks are on a three-game winning streak. The mm. Cleveland Cavaliers are on an eight-game winning streak. And the 76ers are on a six-game winning streak. Um, they're streaky this year, the 76ers, aren't they? They, get, they, they string wins together. Yeah. I think it's because they play against a lot of Eastern Conference teams. Um, the the Knicks, though, Oracle, what do you think about yeah. their situation at the moment? <laughs> You're going to let that I one think go. <laughs> I think Ananobi's made their team better for the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I do worry that they just don't have that much uh, creation, you know, apart from two guys. And if Brunson's out or whatever, they got nothing. I, I actually think Brunson deserves a spot in the All-Star game Maybe even as a starter, he's been that good. If you were the Knicks, but, 
Wouldn't you be going, RJ, where was that? <laughs> you see he started Toronto? Well, he's gone home, though. Yeah, he's back home now oh my Maybe it's god <laughs> like in his last his last month since he's been there that's all-star form yeah he's playing great so but but with the nick so oracle like he's getting someone like bruce brown going to make a difference to them they're in fifth position at the moment like yep. he's not really a correct creator he, he did a little bit of um second unit point guard work for the nuggets last year but he's more of a six-man um, and I don't really see him as a lead ball handler type guy. I don't know if that's what they need. Like, uh, yeah, the- and, and don't forget, Mitchell Robinson's out for the season, and he's such an important piece for them. He's what makes them that real tough team, you know, that gets every rebound and, you know, is a menace defensively. He's really the linchpin of that. So so do you um, see um, the heat rising, or do you think they'll sit around six and Indiana might leapfrog them and... And, and take the, the next spot and next fall down? Or do you think the Magic, like, they're just behind the paces by one? Yeah. Ma- Magic desperately need a guy that can shoot on that team. Um, they've had they've been without Franz Wagner for a, a little while, and it's really showed just how poor they are on the perimeter. Because so, it's really just him the, and, and um, Paolo doing everything. Is that um, one of the so they, they've got to make a move if they want to be relevant this year. One of the sneaky stables, Chuma Okiki. Ooh. We got to see a bit of him with the Franz okay. injury, but um, yeah, I think I can see I can see Orlando dropping off, and I think it's going to turn out what we all thought it would be like the top three, the top three, followed by Cleveland, the Knicks, probably Indiana, Miami. Oh, Miami, sorry, Miami, then Indiana. I, I, I don't, Miami might just like, you know, sneak into the playoffs like they did last year. I don't think they really care. So, as long as their home court is garbage. But who's going to make the worst fans of the NBA? They, they don't care about home court. But who's going to make up the, 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 the top 10 there for the plane? Like, are the Hawks going to hang around, Oracle? Who cares? In 10th spot? Oh. The Bulls, the Nets? Who cares? Because there's a lot of teams yeah. giving up, like the. The Hornets, the Wizards, the um, Pistons, and the Raptors aren't doing anything. Had to laugh. The ho- aren't doing anything. The Hornets. <laughs> They're on a one-game winning streak. <laughs> yeah, Cat. Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, come on, Pete. Bring that up. How already. do you feel, Cat? Night of your life for 62 points and you lose to the Hornets. <laughs> yeah. That, that whole speech, Matt, you did about Joel, that should have been reserved for Cat, I think. <laughs> At least Joel, Joel won the game. <laughs> Brandon the, Miller in that got twenty-seven points. They so got smashed in the good. fourth. It was a fourth, a fourth quarter rally. Do you remember they were talking about Brandon Miller? Uh you know he shouldn't have got picked where he was, and blah blah blah. I like him. Yeah, they should have st- taken Scoot. Was the big thing. Remember? What do you think now, Oracle? Well, some of the smarter. Guys, they thought, look, this guy, Brandon Miller, he's got great size. He's like 6'9". He can handle the ball. He can shoot. Um, but he's very young. And they've got Lamelo, who's the lead ball handler. Like, they thought that was the best move, even though Scoot was the, the biggest star, right? Um, I think it's been the right move for them. I think it's sure. the right move, too. I think... Uh, the Hornets, if they play their, their cards right next year, they're going to be formidable. With um, I think Lamelo's disinterested 
this this year. I can understand that. Like, why bother? But he's still putting up big numbers, and he's still a, a hell of a talent. And they got they got Terry, who's might it's be going to Terry. the. That might be the move that the um, the Heat make. So yeah, uh, he'd be a important player for a lot of teams looking for some. He would. Um, yeah. I, I I considered in my mind that the 76ers, I thought, well, New York? Not next to Maxi. What about uh, New York? No, nah, that's, that's exactly where I got. Not next to Maxi. Could, could he be a um, a second running the second unit at New York, Oracle? No, he look. He, he's got to be first. He's really got to be on a team that uh, a point guard that can hold his own defensively, because if you're going to have a tiny backcourt, you're just going to be exposed on that other end. Um, he's proven that he can score at the playoffs. Remember that season when. He played against, uh, was it Eric Bledsoe or something? Yeah, Terry who? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, Where's the, he, who is he now? China or something? Out, out of the league, out of the league, Sneak. Yeah. Um, One of your okay, favourites, Oracle. Let's, let's get into the West before we wrap it up. Um, the Timberwolves have lost two in a row. OKC's won two in a row. It's actually funny. There's no team that's got a streak one way or the other that's more than two except for the Suns. So Damn. there's teams that have either won two or lost two or won one or lost one on the street, except for the Suns who have won six. Well, the uh, Suns are up to five, fifth over there. Yeah, they're in fifth position. Are the Suns actually looking like they're going to come around, Oracle, in your, posi- in your opinion? I've only seen them a few times when their big three are playing, and they do they, they can string together an, an incredible run of uh, shot after shot. Like the, those three guys together are a very potent offense. And then, I mean, Kevin Durant, what was that comeback that where he scored, you know, all of their points, he blocked shots, he got rebounds and had one of the best comebacks in Phoenix history. I mean, they've got enough against there. the Kings? Well, well he scored, might have been. He scored 40 today, 40 today against the Pacers. And yeah. he was 18 from 25, shooting 72%. Wow. Yeah, and um, I mean, I mean, this league is just incredible. That's what I'm it? saying. So like, um, as long as you play all right in the playoffs, like this year, I think it's a forgive. The talent is so widespread; it's yeah. every, it's everywhere. So, in that I think same it's the game, most talented we've ever had. I can't believe, like, as we said before, we're not even talking about Giannis, who's playing like a someone possessed, like someone's put the you know the Ouija on him or, or something. Someone's yeah. you know. Got a curse, and he's trying to lift the curse. See, in that same game, though, with the Suns, um, Bradley Bill got 25, and Devin Booker got 26. Um, Bill was 11 from 16, so that's 69% shooting. And um, Booker was 9 from 24. Not as good, but 37.5 shooting. You add those guys together, that's pretty good. Grayson Allen chipped in with 13. But when you've got three guys that can score at that clip um, in that volume... They've got to give themselves a chance against any team, really. They've got a big body in the middle in Nurkic. I still don't think Nurkic is good enough to stop Jokic or Embiid. Um, I, I don't know. If, no what would he do against KP Oracle? He's, he's just simply not good enough. And I think a, a difficult thing for them, Maddie, is I think history has shown that if your defense is in, in the top 10 of the league, you just don't win 
um, championships. And their defense is very far back. Uh, they'll have to go against history to to get that um, championship. And I always bet on history when it comes to that. Yeah. But, you know, chances are they, they're going to be still a very dangerous team. They could pull off an upset against the Nuggets. Yeah, it's if, possible. If, if they rally up and keep going and, and like, they could um, jump over the Clippers. You know, it's possible OKC or the Timberwolves could could fall off. They, they could end up with a top four finish. And, you know, I, I'd back them in the first round if they were top four um, to at least give themselves a good showing. A Clippers Suns um, uh, first round would actually be a fun thing to watch, don't yeah. you reckon, Pete? That would be... Uh a great series or also a painful series to watch because whoever loses that, that's like a cancer diagnosis. That's like, oh, sorry. Yeah. That's like terminal. Yeah. Like the Clippers, who are, we haven't talked about, but deserve yeah, a I wanted to mention. Yeah, I need to ask you guys' opinion on that team. Well, can I just say I predicted it. We all did. We all went overs yeah. on the Clippers. No, but you guys were pouring cold water all I've over got the written evidence. All over the um, James Harden scenario. He wasn't going to. He's not getting it done after the first couple of weeks. And I said, "Hey guys, let's just give him another couple of weeks." <laughs> you will recall this, Pete, because it's on record okay, that I said yeah. they need a little bit more Let me time. My files. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll be under um, my contemporaneous notes. Hang yeah. On. Hang on. Yeah. Look up the diary, mate. I'm pretty sure I made a diary note at the time. And I think that um, I've been proven right that it just took them a little bit longer than expected to get together, Oracle. Yeah, I, I did it, and we all did predict at the start of the season they would beat their unders and overs. But And I thought that the hardened trade was going to make them too small, that they lost that, that wing size uh, in that trade with Philly. But what it's turned out to happen is that even though they had these guys like the Celtics, they had these wings that could score at will, they needed somebody to orchestrate it. And and Russell Westbrook simply wasn't that guy. Westbrook is a spark plug, but he's not a cerebral, okay, let's get everybody involved like Harden is. And he's elevated his game as Harden. And it's turned out to be an incredible move for them. I want to know, are the Clippers your biggest threat now? I know you said last time it was the Timberwolves, but are you more worried about the Clippers or do you think Jokic is just too much for them? No, Zubac can't stop Jokic. So, no, no, I'm not worried about the Clippers. I'm I'm worried about the um, the Timberwolves. And and I'll tell you what, OKC is our, our bogey team, so I hope someone else takes them out before we have to play them because we just don't do well against oh, them. Hang on. Talk about what's on record. What's on record is your blaseness, if that's a word, about uh, the machine, the J Dub, the SGA. Yeah, too sm- J Dub's too small. I'm, Chet, I'm on record. The country and western singer. Yeah, Chet Holgram. J Dub's too small to play power forward. He, he, to me, he's a guard. Like he, he's a big guard. He's a one hundred percent NBA stud. Okay, he is. He's a player of. Immense What's talent. he? Twenty three years old, something yeah. like that. I look look forward Immense to playing. Talent. I look forward to playing them again. Um, the other thing is, is the Kings have dropped off a little bit. Oracle, um, the Pelicans have been uh, hit and miss. Um, 
you know, last ten they're I, six and four. Kings are five and five. Dallas are five and five. Lakers are five and five. We haven't even talked about Dallas. No, we haven't actually. We will talk about them next week. We should put Pennant in uh, to talk about uh, Dallas. Other interesting thing is the Jazz have propelled themselves into the top ten with a seven and three record over the last ten games. So that's interesting too. But I think we're going to have to wrap it up at that, fellas. Um, We've got Dreamcast coming up. Yeah, Dream. Yes, Um, we definitely do. And uh, I'll just say that. the um, Warriors with their three and seven over the last ten um, is quite disappointing for all those. I'm, um, I'm loving all, it. All those Warriors. That's, fans. The, that's the best. One of the best NBA stories all year is the demise of the Warriors. Yeah, enjoying it. <laughs> more, more, more of the same boys. All right, Sneak. I think we're going to leave it at that. Oracle. No problem, mate. Yes. Oracle. Just a, a shout out to English Nick Hansen, who's. Um, uh, listening in again, he's been a long, loyal listener since the start of our journey a couple of years ago. A tragic. And still listening in. You've been listening to Aussies on NBA. I hope you've enjoyed it. It was a sucker punch. I'm an OG fan. Pete, no one leaked any video of that that I've heard of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's on certain be- websites. <laughs> I have them as the East version of the Phoenix Suns. Now he's a hero. For the first time, I think, in his career, Embiid's going to be surrounded by the guys that can shoot. The best upside in the league. What sort of toughness is he going to bring? He's not going to play until Putin resigns. This is a heart and soul of the league. And Kevin Love should be happy. Are you going to let him talk about Mason Plumley like that? What team would look good defensively playing against the Celtics? Chris Paul's probably no longer going to be a first ballot, walk-up start, Hall of Famer. Chris Paul's fading. Because you're just so scared of him.